Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mercy is the mark of a great man. Oh. Oh. Guess I'm just a good man. Oh. Well, I'm all right. You are not Captain Kirk. You do not belong in charge of the Enterprise and I shall do everything in my power against you. You know what the chain of command is? It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in command here. Frequently appalled by the low regard you Earthmen have for life. Welcome to another exciting episode of SFP Now. Um, we've got, you know, we've we got some uh, great, great things lined up in the, in the coming weeks, and uh, we've also got some uh, some news for um, a few, few listeners that, that are listening to us through Liberated Syndication. Um, we're basically going to be moving, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but first, joining me for the news is Raisa. Hello. Hello. Hey, Reese, we've got a great interview lined up today, you know. Mm. Are you a fan of True Blood? Um, actually, no. I read one of the novels and decided it wasn't my cup of tea, but I've, I've seen a few scenes here and there. Oh, right. Well, you you, you, you know, so like, uh, we, we have Amelia Rose Blair on the show mm. later on. Uh, she plays with her. She's, she's only, she only came into it last season. And um, she's kind of one of new one of the new characters, but she she had quite a big role to play um, oh. in in last season. As in, you know, she 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 even had um, she was actually turned by Eric Northman into a vampire. So that within the series, Laura True Blood is quite iconic. Cool. Um, you know, because they, they they don't turn many humans in True Blood. They usually just kill them, mm. <laughs> or feed off of them. So, or feed off of them. Yeah, yeah. So you don't, you don't really, you know, you don't really see too many uh, human beings turned in the series. Mm. So, but that—that's who's joining us um, later on for for the uh, for the weekly interview. Um, anyway, uh, news. And now, last week in news. I was very interested in the story that you posted. Um, Ridley Scott is producing a new science fiction show for HBO, and uh, it's apparently called Pharaoh. And the uh, io9 article basically said that it sounded like Stargates without the Stargates, which will be fine if they do it properly. Well, uh, the, I, I, pers- I personally think the fact that it's actually set in ancient Egypt um, you know, means it will be done properly. I've got a feeling that 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 that, that Ridley Scott's gonna sort of like shoot for something for for kind of like a Game of Thrones vibe. I I hope so. I hope so because it's it's such it's become such a trite premise. I mean, the aliens built the pyramids. I mean, that's that that one's a chestnut at this point. 
So if they're if they're going to if they're going to do it, I would really want them to do it well and put the effort in. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know and hopefully because it's Ridley Scott, they will. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy because the the original Battlestar Galactica series, not not the uh, not the remake, but the original. Uh, basically, uh, used the uh, you you used used the premise of the pyramids, as in it was sort of like um, it, it was kind of like loosely based on Van Daniken's on Van Daniken's uh, book, as in the tribes of men, the you know the the, the Aztecs and 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 all, all of those these tribes of men mm. that were supposedly scattered throughout space, throughout the stars, sort of thing, um, and it was never really explored. Fully in 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 battle in the original Battlestar, but it was just sort of like one of those things, as in you know this this the this colony of humans traveling through space in in search of the uh, in search of, of the of the twelve colony, which is Earth, were were sort of like uh, kind of connected to us via, via basically um, all these ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They they just sort of sort of sort of lip service, you know, name, naming characters and dropping a few words here and there. But hopefully Ridley Scott will actually put in more details and have someone on on his staff read the Egyptian Book of the Dead and really you know focus on what what that would have to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's um it's it's a uh, it's a lot um it's it's a lot, a lot, a lot going on. I mean, one one things that's uh, been been in news a lot over the last week, um, you know, over this weekend, in fact, is um Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if you're like me in that you've never really read any of the expanded universe uh, supplementary stuff to Star Wars. I I never have. I never had the time. I I never really had the time, you know, to get into it. Um, because basically, by the time Return of the Jedi had, had had been been and gone, um, I I I weren't really reading books back then anyway. Or so I got mm. more into films and and TV and video games. I didn't really start reading for you know properly until sort of like um. As in reading for fun, um, until really um, when when I was when I was about sixteen or seventeen, and by that time I was sort of like um, I was either reading reference books for school and college work, or I was reading Star Trek time novels. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I never really got to the uh, Star Wars stuff. But ba- basically, um, Lucasfilm last week have announced um, that the uh, the expanded universe in anything within the yeah, expanded universe that took place after Return of the Jedi um, is going to be disregarded because they're basically going to rewrite it. Mm. Um, and the reason is in, in order to allow their writers the creative freedom to do do what they want with it. Uh, but also to surprise us because I, and and I think it makes sense in a way because when you when you think about it, if 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 certain characters were to pop up in the script and it was and it was actually you know elements of it were neat and sort of thing, you'd have all these fans that I read the expanded universe uh, talking about it and saying, well, this is such and such person, this is sort of like a tantamount to such and such an event that took place in such and such a book, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. and it, it kind of spoiling it for for other people. In in a sense, you know. Yeah, it would. It would. But you know, I'm I. But that that that's where it makes sense to me. Um. But you know, on the other hand, um, you know, is is the expanded universe any good? I mean, it's going to be disappointing news to those that have invested the time and money in reading the expanded universe. Uh, not to mention the people that actually created the expanded universe. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword, I guess. But it is. 
Yes. Well, that that's something that 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 came out over weekend, and they also they're also releasing some new tie-in books, um, which are going to start coming out in September. Um, and they, they tie, you know, and they they tie into both rebels and and the new movies as well. I think, um, and um, the first ones are those coming out in September. Um, and let's see what company's doing them now. Um, okay, which company's doing them? It's uh, uh, a company. Well, the first one's gonna be by John Jackson Miller, and it's gonna be called Star Wars: A New Dawn. And the company that's doing them is Delray Books. <coughs> so there we go. So so that that's happened. And um, another thing that's um, that's happened in in relation to Star Wars news is um, is is apparently um, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and and uh, Harrison Ford have all been spotted in London. Yes, I read that. So. Um, and and um, shooting on the uh, on on the new movies starts um, next month. Awesome! So it kind of makes sense for them to be in London. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Hopefully, we'll get some um, set videos and things. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping we get something that actually makes up for the uh, for how crap the uh, prequel trilogy was. It wasn't good, no. Oh, it was a car crash. I mean, you know, out of all out of all three movies. Um, the last one was the best, and, that, and the only reason the last one was the best is because they actually, um, they actually sort of like hurt Hayden Christensen. Yes. Towards the end. I still can't get over the ultimate irony of Darth Vader. It doesn't matter how many people play Anakin Skywalker. It doesn't matter how many actors wear the suit. Vader isn't Vader until you hear James Earl Jones. That's right. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Have you have you actually seen have you have you actually seen Darth Vader's uh, cousin on YouTube? No, I don't think I did. Okay, well, when you get a chance and you go on YouTube, look up Chad Vader. Okay. You know, you you will scream even after it's funny. Just look oh up Chad. Look, look up Chad Vader. I will. I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that that's all the Star Wars news we have. Uh, do you have anything else you wanna touch on? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm a couple of things. There have been an announcement. Uh, that Warner has cast Cyborg in Superman vs. Batman. I, this movie is sounding more and more like a train wreck with every casting announcement. Um, unless some of these are glorified cameos, I don't know how they're going to fit them in. Well, it was a, it, it, something that, that, that segues nicely into this is it's been announced today, as in it's been confirmed by Warner Brothers today, that Zack Snyder will also be directing Justice League. I get the feeling that Superman vs. Batman is going to be... A backdoor I, pilot to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I frankly don't know how I feel about that. So. Mm, well, you know, to be honest, um, given how dark and um, how un-Superman the last uh, Superman movie was... Yeah, I'm not exactly in a rush to go out and see the new one. No, I'm. I didn't like it very much. Um, um, I liked it better as I was watching it, but then after it was over, I, looked, I thought back on it, and it's like that wasn't a good movie. Yeah, it's sort of like it was mostly effects and uh, action sequence and the uh, sequences and. Um, a little bit, a little bit of mummy and daddy stuff here and there and stuff like that. It wasn't, you know, it just what it wasn't a very good popcorn superhero movie. No, it was, it was it was it was pretentious. It was just downright pretentious. Yes, you know, so like um, I enjoyed the Batman trilogy of films. Yeah. Yeah, but to be honest, Batman's kind of like uh, within 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 the original context of the characters, Batman's supposed to be quite dark anyway. Yes. Whereas yes, he is. Su- Superman is supposed to be the. Um, the, the the opposite of what Batman is. He's supposed yeah. to be sort of like he's supposed to be sort of like a, a very kind and giving sort of character. 
you know, he, even in the comic books, yeah, he, he sort of like beats people up mm. and and, um, and and gives them their just desserts and, and dishes out justice sort of thing. But um, King in Zod, yeah, that's never happened in the comics. No, you know, sort of like um, and, and 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 stuff like that. And I also I didn't like the choice of Lois Lane either. No, she didn't work. You know, sort of like um, the, the the only the only scene with Lois Lane I liked <clears throat> was the point where she is taking uh, com- uh, taking uh, combat instructions from the hologram of of Jarell. Mm-hmm. That that was fun. But other than that, um, I really didn't think she amounted to much. I just think you know, you know, to to me, she she just doesn't look like anything like you know, the way Lois Lane should look in my mind. She doesn't mm-hmm. even look like the uh, comic book version of Lois Lane, and and no. there's been several different comic book versions, but every single comic book version of Lois Lane has has been sort of like a very dark hair brunette, or or she's had black hair, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and th- th- this actress, you know, she she looked a she looked a little bit too old for it as well, to be honest. Mm. I think I vaguely remember reading that there was a one iteration of Lois Lane that had red hair, but. Mm. I, I can't remember when that when that was. Uh, well, so like, um, it must have been a popular one then, you know, given mm. that every single other iteration of his um, being be, be a brunette or a dark head. That's true. You know? Um, but yeah, so like the, Zack Snyder's talking, you know, he's going to be doing the Justice League movie, so I've got a feeling that um, everything's going to feed into that. And they, they, they're going to try and do do what they did with the Avengers, I think. But they're, yeah. going, they're going to try and do it all in one movie. Yes, and, yeah. Which I think is where it's going to fall down. Because if you if you look at the Avengers, they, they use several movies to feed into that. Yeah, you know? and, and made a point of, 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 of doing it that way and, and building it up. And um, it worked. And it worked. Um, okay. Because Avengers came out, it was a huge hit, and now Captain America Winter Soldier's come out, and that's been a huge hit. Yes. You know, and um, have you seen Captain America yet? No, I'm, I, with, with movies like that, I usually wait a few weeks, let the crowds die down. I'm, I'm probably going to see it later this week. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've, um, I've read spoilers, but that's okay. I'm, I'm not bothered by them, so I'm, I'm looking forward to... Um, looking forward to seeing how that all plays out, especially since they actually managed to get Robert Redford, like he would ever do a comic book movie. They actually found the comic book movie that Robert Redford would do, and mm-hmm. so this should be interesting. Uh huh. Have you been watching Agents of Shield? I have. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, once you see the uh, Captain America movie, um, a lot of the things that have been happening of late in Agents of Shield will probably make a little bit more sense to you. Yeah, yeah, um, but that's and I'm I'm actually um I'm kind of torn about the whole Agents of Shield crossover to the extent that I appreciate that the stuff that they laid in was obviously done ahead of time because they knew of the developments in Captain America. By the same token, I think we I think audiences were made to wait too long for those developments because it it feels like we had to sit through a lot of frankly useless storytelling to get to the good stuff. Mm. And I, I don't know how you balance the, the needs. I'm inclined to agree with you because, let's face it, the first, uh, you know, the first uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't really start beginning to get, you know, beginning to grow in, in storyline until around about the 6th or 7th episode. Yeah. By that point, a majority of the people that were excited about it and uh, willing to give it a chance and watch it had given up on it and moved on. Yeah. And it's yeah. still bleeding viewers as well. Yeah. Oh, they'll get a second season if only because ABC has to save face. 
Um, but they're, they're not, they're not going to have a long run. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to what they do with the Agent Carter thing. Yes, I am too. You know, because I really want to see that. They can do that and they don't have to feed into anything. That can be, no. uh, that can be its own self-contained thing. But the one thing that might go against that is the fact that it's period. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, as, as a rule, I don't think period um, pe- period dramas do well on network television. No, but that's and that's sad because I'm I'm actually quite fond of period dramas. <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm not typical audience in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. uh, networks have a hard time, you know, gearing themselves toward me. Yeah. Well, you know, sort of like um, same here. Um, you know, everything I watch is on cable, and what <laughs> what isn't on cable, I can't kind of find ways of watching anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another bit of news is uh, is the uh, new Hobbit film, the third and final Hobbit film, has actually been retitled uh, The Hobbit, The Battle of the uh, Five Armies. That makes sense, although I think just in terms of flow, the original um, There and Back Again makes more sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, but I think I think they've run into a bit of an issue of uh, not being able to use that due to the... Um, Due to the copyright or something, some some sort of legal thing. Mm, okay, yeah. whatever. So that's why they've you know kind of you know not use that. Um, is there any anything else you? you... Uh, yeah, there, there was one more. Um, there was an announcement that Gotham, the Gotham series on Fox, has secured a new writer. He was apparently. I don't watch this show, but he's apparently attached to um, Gossip Girl, which is a. Sort of a sort of a soap, a network soap. Yeah, I don't um, watch the show either. Um, yeah, I, I I read that. Keen on the on the implications of that, I'm hoping that um, this writer is is gone going to Gotham to explore, you know, a different color in his palette than mm. than Gossip Girl suggests. Because um, I, I don't think uh, Batman would work as a soap. So. Mm, well, let's see it being like uh, if it, if it were a soap, it'd be, be a little bit like Dynasty, wouldn't it? And, you know, with Catwoman as a Nexus and uh, Batman as Blake Carrington. Yes, yes. Um, just one just won't work. Um, no. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, you, you're not the only person that's concerned about that. There was uh, I was looking at the comments on that actual story as well, and uh, one fan says, "Oh God, this is gonna so suck." Why they hired a writer who does soaps? It's just gonna, it's just gonna, you know, urinate all over the Batman universe and this, this and that, and um, and of course all these uh, writers, uh, fanboys are coming forward and saying he's a really good writer and and this, this and that. So you know, my 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 thing is we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I have a problem with just the fact that Gotham is even on Fox to begin with, let alone what the writing staff is. So, um, you know, this is going to be interesting. This is either going to be, this is either going to rise above expectations or be a complete train wreck. We'll probably know which within like three or four episodes. Mm. Um, What what we'll do is, what will probably happen is it'll be, you know, it'll be a complete train wreck and it'll get renewed for another five seasons or it'll rise above expectations and get cancelled after two, after one or two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Fox is, Fox is strange. I just... They're strange. Yeah, they they are unlogical. They have no logic. You know, but you know that that's the way I see it. I think if it's um, you know, if you, if you think about it, Dark Angel was a pretty good show when that came on. First was. season was great. Second season it went a bit, mm-hmm. um, and it got cancelled at pretty much the right time. I think. Mm. 
you know, in, in retrospect, although at the time I was really disappointed that it got cancelled because I really liked that show. But yeah, yeah. Looking back, um, it, it wasn't that, wasn't that uh, wasn't that great for a second season. Mm. Um, okay, well, so like, um, I've got another bit of news. Um, apparently, there's um, a new movie coming out very very soon. It's a DC movie. Yes. Um, it's based on the uh, based on the comic book series it's called Son of Batman, and it's I'm, basically... I'm looking forward to it because it's apparently got. I don't read the comics, um, um, but I'm looking forward to this one because it's got Deathstroke in it, and I want to see Deathstroke in animation relative to Deathstroke and Arrow, uh-huh. and, and what they amount to. Well, the news is uh, Frederick Weidman, um, who we've actually uh, interviewed twice on the show, um, is actually doing the music for it. Cool. So the music's gonna be the music's gonna be top notch. I'll tell you that much because um, mm-hmm. you know obviously um, you know this guy's a really good composer. He knows what he's doing. Cool. And another bit of news is uh, Navar Burton um, from Star of Star Trek fame um, is um, is 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 um, is come out he's come out to back free free comic book day. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, so he's basically come out to back free comic book day. Um, we posted a video of it, of of him doing it on on the website, and uh, this is this is a copy we've done. Uh, Nevada Burton, now known as Nevadis Robert Martin Burton Jr., is perhaps best known as the young Contakente in the nineteen seventy award winning ABC television miniseries Roots, and as Jordan the Forge from Star Trek: The Next Generation. But did you know that he's also a comics fan? Cool. You know, so that, that's that's the intro that that, that you know John Freeman's wrote that story and, and basically he's come he's coming out to back free comic book day um, and um, it's it's uh, and it takes place this Saturday across the world. Awesome. You know, so so basically if you if you got a comic book store near where you live and I know that there's probably a few in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Saturday's the day to go in, baby. Awesome. <laughs> and. A little bit of news that I touched on right at the beginning of the intro um, is we'll be, we're going to be moving the podcast um, next month. Um, we're going to be transitioning over from the Liberated Syndication, uh, which currently hosts us and have been really good to us uh, since, since we joined, uh, to um, a service called Live365. And uh, basically, uh, there's not going to be much difference in sound quality or anything like that. It'll probably still be available the ways we are, we are available now. Um, but the difference is, we you know, this gives us the option to do live shows again, which awesome. is which is why we're moving. So it also gives us the option to uh, you know do certain review shows that we started doing on Blog Talk Radio before before it was a. Uh, before it was really interrupted by, by oh by thank you that means we can go back to doing Doctor Who reviews exactly when the show comes back on thank yep. you yep so that that's what that's why we're that's why we're um, looking looking to move the show over so we can do those live reviews uh, review shows after Doctor Who and um, a lot of other exciting things um, plus I miss doing live radio Mm. Um, so, so that's that's why we're moving, and um, we'll be moving to Live Three Six Five, um, and the URL for that site is Live Three Six Five dot com. There's lots of music channels on there, as well as uh, talk show channels, and um, um, starting next month, um, SFP Now and Genre Tainment and um, all the shows that you get on Sci-Fi Pulse Radio will be on there. And we'll also be moving uh, some of our archive shows and archive interviews over there as well. Um, so you know, keep keep an eye out for that. And anyone who's been listening to us through 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 a uh, liberated syndication, uh, you know, please feel free to follow us over. We will post details and 
and um, and and the necessary links on our on our blog page before we leave. But that that's our that's our bit of news. Um, I'm quite excited about that, and uh, I think you sound a bit excited about it as well, Risa. Yes, I'm looking forward to being able to actually go back to doing the Doctor Who shows again. I miss those. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind it's kind of funny because um, you know we didn't do one for the Christmas we didn't do one for the Christmas episode, but I think we did one for the fiftieth, didn't we? Or did we not? I, I think one of them. I, I I have to say I enjoyed I enjoyed the fiftieth uh, more than the Christmas episode. Yeah, so, so so did I. I think we did do do fiftieth anniversary episode, but we split it over two parts, and it was basically you, me, and Patrick. Yes. Yes. And it was. Um, I, I think you know, but the the great thing about the Pandoric opens when we did that it was. We we had it was it was you me and Patrick as well as a uh, Nick yes and and uh, and and uh, you know when 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 Nick wasn't able to attend it was just uh, you me and Patrick and um, I think we also I can't remember the name of the uh, um the lady that we we had come on was it Ros yes I think yeah so. it was it, Ros joined us as well so. But yeah, also like um, we'll certainly get that gear back up when 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 uh when Doctor Who uh, comes back on. But you know, so like um, we're exploring um you know piecing together other shows as well. We haven't even gotten a um a date yet on when Doc- on on when the next season of Doctor Who officially starts. We're still waiting on that. Um, I'm guessing it probably around about August. I, I know it was August. I just don't, we just hadn't gotten a specific day yet. Um, Keep saying August. If it's not August, I reckon it probably be uh, September because basically they're they're going to want to run it over twelve weeks mm-hmm. um, or thirteen weeks, and uh, they're going to want to run it in such a way that they that they get to do the Christmas special and do it at Christmas. Yes. Um, that that would make sense to me. Um, what would also make sense to me is maybe starting in November. So the first mm. six episodes go out before Christmas, you know, and one, one of those six episodes is a Christmas special, and then they have the other six air immediately after Christmas. Yeah, they could do that. They could do that. I, I tell you, um, I've been keeping track of the um, Peter Capaldi tag on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling kind of, I'm kind of feeling sorry for um, the Musketeers production because I think they're, I think they're screwed. <laughs> Because the minute Peter Capaldi's gone, they're gonna lose the percentage of that fan base that was only there for Peter Capaldi. Uh, yeah, maybe. But to be honest, the, uh, the the show stands pretty well on its own without him. That's that's good to hear. I, I haven't seen any of it yet, but if it's if, it, if it's actually good, they might actually have a shot. Yeah, it stands stands very well on its own without him. And uh, the show's, I think it, I think it was averaging about five or six million viewers here in the UK. You know. So it's certainly not in cancellation territory, and even if it, even if it were, you know, the BBC would still make enough series because they've not got any advertisers to worry about. It's just it's made out of license pays money. That's true. So That's true. It's, it's so long as a, a certain certain percentage of the license payers want the show, the BBC will still make it. Yeah. Um, cool. Until such times as it's no longer financially viable for them to do so. So yeah, it's a, it's a show. It's a show. I'm a, I, I enjoyed the first season. Um, and you know, so like um, the actress that plays Mangadi is really good. That's right. That's why I've, I've I've read and seen interviews with her, and she looks quite good. The um the series starts here in the U.S. on BBC America in June, I think. So I'll see it then. Wow, you know, yeah. quite, quite a long way. Yeah. Yeah, well, so like, um, on, on that note, I think it's probably as good a time to uh, go over to the uh, main interview, uh, which is with Amelia Rose Blair from True Blood. Um, Risa, thanks for joining us and, and doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Enjoyed it. And we'll, we'll, we'll have you on again soon. Cool. Okay. So now it's over to our interview with Amelia Rose Blair. Mm-hmm. 
came in, the air went out And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through I want to do bad things with you Okay, well, I'd like to welcome Amenia Rose Bonaire to the show. Um, Amenia is best known for the role of a winner from True Blood. Um, hi, Amenia. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling brilliant, but I've got I've got a crazy cat on my knee. He's asleep, so I can barely move. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been um, been looking forward to speaking with you. Um, I, I was reading your bio, and um, you know, it, it looks like you studied at some really great places. Um, you know, un, under William H Macy. But one name that actually caught my eye was Clark Gregg, and I'm wondering if that was the same Clark Gregg that that now does Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, yes, that same one. <laughs> he was a, a really fun teacher to have. Definitely one of one of my favorite. Um, he's a really fun, funny guy. Very, very grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, sort of like, um, did, did, was was he teaching you around about the same time he was doing those first uh, Marvel movies? Yeah, he was. Um, he, w- he was teaching us when he was shooting. I think the Avengers. Um, so it was like in between the Avengers, but it was before he did uh, the show Agent of Shield. Um, but we got to hear stories about what it was like to be on a set of that magnitude, and uh, it was very exciting. And then when I got to go see the film, I was also very excited to see him up on the screen. Oh, cool! So you know, that must that must that must be really cool. You know, so like. Um... You know, hanging around with a with a teacher that knows Captain America. I know, I know that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, you know what what's really great about it is you just said that he was a super teacher. Sorry, I had to go there. Super, <laughs> you know, super teacher, super superhero. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to go there. <laughs> Um, I noticed um, looking at your IMDb that before True Blood, you 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 actually had a guest role on um, on Touch, um, which was that it was kind of that show that Keith Sutherland did. Um, did, yeah. did you get to work directly with him on that? No, I didn't. My character was uh, she was a blogger, so a lot of the stuff I did was all on my own. Um, so I was just talking to a video camera the entire time. But then on my last day, we had the big group scene, and he was there as well. So I got to meet him um, for uh, on that day, and he was such a gentleman, very lovely, and he looked very dashing in the suit he was wearing. I remember being very impressed by uh, the way he looked. Cool. Oh, you know it's. Um, you know, you say that you did a did a scene where it was just you talking to the camera. You know, um, yeah. and you know, I recall from when I when when I I studied theatre when when you was whenever he was monologuing when it was you and the audience or you and the camera, it's perhaps the hardest thing you can possibly ever do. Yeah, it, it was definitely a challenge and a nice challenge because I had never done a scene with just myself, um, and it was literally we spent like an entire day just like jumping around and doing um, tons of different setups and like um, hair changes and wardrobe changes, and then I was had all this dialogue just with the camera, so it was really cool. It was a very different experience than anything I've done on a television show, um, but it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Another TV show that I spotted that you you've been in, um, didn't this is still prior to your True Blood role, and we'll, we'll get to True Blood in a, in a minute. Um, was um, you, you also had a part in Grimm? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I got to go up to Portland, Oregon, which is where they shoot um, Grimm, and we got to play with rats because um, the car- it was like a Pied Piper type type episode, and they had a whole bunch of rats, and I remember all the boys were so terrified. They didn't want to have to touch them at all, but I was so excited. I wanted rats all over me, so <laughs> I had some dropped on my head and stuff. It was it was crazy. It was fun. Was that a first season episode? Is that from the first yeah, series? Yeah, that was the very first season. That was before it was the hit that it is now. Oh, so it was all, all in the very beginning. The, the reason he asked that, because I, I actually don't remember that episode, because I, I kind of like um, dipped in to the first season and I didn't really get properly hooked to towards the uh, tail end of it. So yeah, I, I think probably it was like not... episode four or five or something. It was towards the very beginning. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up on Netflix and see if you can find that one, because, you know, the, the very mention of rats uh, kind, kind of has me uh, rather excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was cool. There was also a lot of like uh, um, house music and stuff. So it was a it was a definitely a very hit episode to be a part of. Mm. Well, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a rock star myself. I'm not really into house music. Oh, well, I'm, like I'm more... with the accent, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm more into uh I'm more into playing guitar and 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 stuff like that. So I'm more into a bit of rock and uh, you know um, country. I can take and leave it. I just don't like country songs about um, dogs dying and um, stuff like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, I I feel the same way about country music. It's, um, there's so many different varieties of country music, and I personally like something that's a little more like bluegrass, a little dirtier with a with a banjo. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I I only play guitar, but um, because I've only been play, I've only been learning for the last two years, so I probably um, I probably move on to a banjo uh, or. Well, I've um... never I've never learned how to play guitar, so hats off to you. <laughs> oh, it's it's really hard. It's um it's hard, you know. It's, there's so there's so much to it, and uh, I reckon I'll still be learning it in about a hundred years' time because it's just so so much. Um, it's yeah, never and ended. you also get calluses on all your fingers from the drink. Mm, yeah, well, you know, so like uh, I've got calluses on top of calluses. It's it's lots of fun. <laughs> um, in in True Blood, um, you made quite a splash last year as a as winger. Um, and she struck me, you know, she, she was a government, uh, a, the, the governor's daughter, and she was a, um, and you, you, you play, you, when was kind of like an abolitionist sort of thing, as in she was sort of like, um, you know, fighting for the rights of vampires. Yeah. Right? Um, but what one thing that got me is uh, she was pretty. She's a pretty hardcore ca- character because she sort of like eventually lets herself get bitten by a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, last year it was such a, a whirlwind. I I had been a fan of the show since season one. So to get to be on the show and get to a scene as iconic as a, a vampire turning scene with um, Alexander Skarsgård were very um, very surreal and very special. So I I really like Willa and. I'm honored to play her. Mm. Well, you know, I, I kind of um, I kind of enjoyed that storyline because I've watched every season of True Blood, much like yourself. Um, I've, I've been being into it right from the start. Um, yeah. But I felt that season three, um, after the um, after the whole you know season with Michelle Forbes, kind of felt felt fell a bit flat. 
and you know it's yeah. kind of had its ups and downs. But I thought Mass season was a was a really good one for the shop. Um, yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, I think they brought it back to the root, which is you know the the vampires and kind of focusing more on um, a bigger story. And I think that dance camp was a perfect um, perfect way to bring everybody together. I I just love the um I can't can't uh, is it is it Maya who um can't remember the uh, yeah. the, uh, the, yeah, Stephen, the Meyer. Stephen Meyer who plays um who plays the you know what the other the, the other main um, vampire. Yeah, it, the the name, yeah, Bill. The names are sort of like going out of my head now. <laughs> yeah. I, I do watch yeah, there's it. So many of them. There really are you so know. many characters on the show. But I, I, he just sort of like he just cracks me up, you know, with his with his sort of like southern with his southern accent, you know, and going Suki. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how, how do you, how do these guys keep a straight face? <laughs> you know what? A lot of the time they don't. Um, there, it's a it's a really fun set to work on because it's actually um, the material in the show is really heavy a lot of the time. So to counteract that, people get really goofy, and um, there's a lot of joking around. Um, so you can keep it light in between because it's very easy as actors get caught up in the, the darkness and the, the drama of what's happening, you know, in the in the scene. So it's very important, and I think that the, the actors on True Blood are very skilled at being able to step in and out of character very easily, um, which is something that I um, I really admire and have learned a lot from from working with them on how to how to let it go. Well, you know, y- your character, you know, had 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 a had a hell of a lot of dark stuff to deal with last year. I mean, you know, you, you wasn't exactly treated well by the other vampires. No, I know it was it was definitely a. A very rough entrance for Willa, um, getting kidnapped and then manhandled by everybody and then getting thrown into vamp camp. So it was definitely, uh, definitely, um, not a very warm welcome for her. And also, you 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 also had to you know I don't think we've seen it too much last year, but you know we might see it this this year because um, you got to deal with Pam, who's sort of like um, you know basically Eric set Pam loose now sort of thing. But you got to deal with Pam, and now now you've also got to deal with the fact that um, Eric is dead, or is he? <laughs> Yeah, Eric. Something, something has happened to him. Uh, what, what, um, what has happened? I think we'll find out soon enough. But yeah, Pam is definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with, and I think Willow will have on you. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've quite enjoyed Pam. You know, because sort of like uh, she's, um, you know, she, she's quite an impressive woman. <laughs> Yeah, she's always been one of my favorite characters. So the fact that I got to work with Kristen, who plays Pam, um, was really, really cool. And it's, uh, you know, she, she's just sort of like, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, True Blood's actually full of, full of them. It's full of women that, you know, sort of like, um, are not going to mess around when it comes when it comes to guys, as in they're not going to give an inch. Yeah, I that's one thing that I really like about the show is how many strong female characters they have, and um, they, they they write them in a really cool, very you know empowering way. And I like that there's so many like badass. Uh, no character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, how how is how is the death of um or the alleged death of Eric or whatever and um and Pam? How do you think that's gonna gonna affect uh women moving forward? Because you know you've, you've got all that going on, and then on top of that you've got all this um Hep V stuff that's just just happened. You know as a falling out of the um of of the tainted uh, True Blood. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. A lot of big changes in Bontom are going to happen, but 
I think that because it's the final season, like anything can happen and everything will happen. So um, it, it's going to be a big wild ride into the finale. Um, so I don't really want, I don't want to give away much because I personally hate when people spoil things for me. So I don't want to spoil anything for anyone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to carefully phrase my questions so you don't give away too much because I don't want to be spoiled for me either. <laughs> Um, yeah, I always love those moments where you're like, what? Oh my goodness, I can't believe this has happened. But mm. when somebody has told you, it's not as good. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think really, um, your, your character, Winger, she's still very much... Um, a child when it you know when it comes to being a vampire she's got so much to learn yeah yeah um and, but as um as someone that's that's actually been on both sides of the show um as, as both a fan and an actor uh what do you think is true blood's appeal to 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 the audience at large well i think for me what i love so much about true blood is that it really grounded in something very relevant and very human which is all discrimination and um the fear of something different and fear of the other um so that's something that really people my interest from the beginning because it wasn't just a sexy vampire show it had the real human relevant um, aspect to it and then again you know it's also very sexy and the actors are also good so I think the combination of all of those elements is what made true love it mm-hmm. um, are you still are you still filming on the series or have you finished filming yeah they're still filming um, I think they'll probably be going through when it premieres in, in date mm-hmm. well, well the great news is uh, you know normally here in the UK we have to wait six months for it um, to oh, have to yeah? said in the states, but this time round, uh, Fox who show it here, yeah, we have got a cable channel called Fox. <laughs> it's on Fox here. Uh, they, um, they, 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 they're actually showing it two weeks after after it premieres in the oh. states. So we don't have as long to wait this time round. So that's, that's, that's something very cool. Exciting. You know, whereas um, we, we've been having a way, well, well, well most people um, that that don't download and eat me or, or do do yeah. do other stuff like that. Um, we don't endorse stuff like that here. Uh, I've been having to wait six months for the uh, show to come on um, here, here in the UK, which, you know, I, I find particularly shocking, really, given that we've got another channel here called Sky One, and they usually show show, show American shows um, about a week after they've aired in the States sort of thing. So, you know, I've always found that really weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, about, well, I'm glad that you guys are getting it uh, sooner, and that's, that, will be, that will be fun, so everybody can share in the excitement together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, um, it's it's sad to see it go, because, you know, it's been such a big part of my, my life now for about the past uh, six years. It's, it's sort of like being something that I've... It's always been, uh, you know, appointment TV for me. Yeah, I, I agree, but I think that, um, that this was if it was the best way for the show to end, because I think the last thing that anybody involved wanted was for it to kind of tear off and um, for people to say, oh, that show should have been canceled like years and years ago. So you have to go out with a bang on a high note um, and, you know, seven is a lucky number. Yeah, and the, and the great thing is it's, it's one of these shows that it has good rewatchability as well. You can, you can sort of like uh, rewatch it um, all oh, the way yeah. through. You know? <laughs> so much has happened. Yeah, um, exactly. Again. Exactly. You know, so like, um, I know. You know, so like, um, see, see, seeing Doctor Fox naked. That 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 song. Like, uh, that, that's I'm I'm permanently scarred for life after that one. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, John Bingingsley from 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 Star Trek. He he was in the uh, he was in the second season and third season. He's a doctor in the, in in the in the show thing. Um, but you know, um, I've seen you know see, see, seen him naked in the second season. I'm permanently scarred for life. It's just. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's uh, it was kind of a it's kind of worrying. Um, how how do you think your classical acting training, you know, on a more serious note, how how do you think your acting training um, in theatre has actually helped you with regards to um, you know creating winger, you know, from from the script that you're given. I mean, the, the training that I did and um, and and you do is has made me who I am as an actor. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be an actor without my training. That was you no know, where everything started. So I've studied many a couple different techniques, and each one of them has different elements that I pull from. Um, so I mean, I I wouldn't have even gotten past on the show without the training. I wouldn't be where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm guessing you were um, you probably you probably studied the uh, you know Stanislavski. I yeah I did um I, I studied Stanford. Is there a particular type of role or, or, or series that you'd love to, um, you know, perhaps um, have a guest role on or, or even even um, semi-wrecking a role on? You know, I, the roles that I love play are ones that dare me in some way or another that when I um, when I read it, I'm not sure if I can do it. I don't know if I'll be able to go there and then going there anyway. Um, and Willa, for me, has done that over and over and over and over again. Every time I get a script, there's something in it that, I, that scares me and I don't know if I can do it or do it justice. Um, so I would love to be able to continue that trend and continue to work on material that pushes me. Um, right now, I really like the show Masters of X um, on Showtime, but I mean, any any show that, or any film or any character that, that would challenge me in some way, um, I don't want to be an actor that way in character over and over again. Do, do, you, do you enjoy a lot of horror stuff? Because, you know, True Blood's kind of like grounded in horror and, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I... I get I'm such a chicken. I get scared so easily when I watch scary movies. So I I, I don't know if I was actually filming <laughs> a horror film. I think I would just be in such rough shape because I'd be having nightmares every night. So it would be it would be rough for me to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, th- thanks for taking time out to uh, speak to us. It's it's been really great speaking to you and uh, the very best of luck with uh, True Blood. Uh, know that I'll oh, be watching. Thank you very much. You know I- I'll definitely be watching <laughs> and. Um, you know, so, so will my cat, although we'll probably be sleeping. <laughs> um, well, enjoy, um, enjoy the season. I hope you like it, and it was a pleasure meeting you. I, I will do. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's um, it's just um, it's it's just such a great show. Um, and um, there's not 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 many of those are on television at the moment, really. That 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 I um, that, that I actually go out my way to to, to watch and uh, and get into. Well, I'm honored that True Blood is one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is the other one. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I love that show. Um, yeah, it's Game of Thrones and and Those are my proper sort of like uh, shows that that are kind of edgy, that give me something to think about. 
and and then there's um, then there's other shows that you know that I kind of dip in and out of every now and again. That that kind of like um, you know popcorn fare, really. Yeah, yeah. You, you need well, a balance of both. Okay. Well, yeah, it's been it's been lovely speaking with you, and um, again, the best of luck with uh, True Blood and, and and the rest of your career. I, I'll, I'll certainly be watching out for you in in, in in years to come. Thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of your Remember when science fiction drama envisioned stories that were happening where no one had gone before? Discovering and exploring other worlds far, far away. While many of these series and films became cult classics, somewhere along the way, this genre got lost. Imagine if there was a place where you could go watch exciting new space opera series made specifically for the niche audience that you are. Imagine if this place was conducted by a team as passionate as you about science fiction and who would use all their background experience to make sure you get the best entertainment possible. SOS is a not-for-profit independent production facility that brings together writers, special effects wizards, and other creative talent from around the world who've worked on some of the most recognizable and respected science fiction franchises. So throw away your remote control and get real control by joining the Space Opera Society right now. With as little as one dollar, you can change the future of entertainment today. For more information, please visit our website. Which is, of course, spaceoperasociety.com. Where all your questions will be answered in our frequently asked questions page. And don't miss our short video presentation from some of our space opera series in development. And I'll step off the limit. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hi, this is Tom O'Pennicott, and you're listening to the SFP Now podcast. Well, that's about all we have time for this week. Um, next week, we're going to be joined by one of the actors from the new CW show, V100. Um, um, obviously, we'll tell you more about that next week. Um, and, and prior to the move, we're hoping to have a couple more good shows um, on, on, on here for you. Um, and... Um, Obviously, uh, a lot of the shows from our back catalogue, we're, we're going to be gradually moving to, to our new home. Uh, so, so stay tuned for that, and we, we'll, we'll sort of like talk about further details about this move and uh, post more info about it um, as and when it happens. Um, thanks all for listening. Um, we'll be back at you next week. Um, I think we've probably got some more genre tainment coming up. Um, I'll, I'll, so like, um, I'll, I'll ask Marks about that um, but I'm pretty sure he's probably got a few more things um, due out he's got a new book coming out as well so um, we'll, you know, hopefully he'll tell you guys about that when, when, when he does his next um, episode of Genre Tainment uh, but that's about all we have time for now so um, bye for now Offer the world order.